So here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the Cowboy Army share their thoughts on all things town. And I hope you've all had a good week. Of course, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Ginger Pickle and Manscaped. Uh, this week, I'm joined by good old Bono and the returning Dan. Bloke. What a bloke he is. Um, I'm not going to muck about. Let's get right into it. Um, discuss all things town today. Bono. Always a pleasure. Vu from you two, AK Matt, all the other names. How's things? Hey, yeah, really good. I'm excited, very excited that Dan's joining us because he's an absolute legend. Um, yeah, I'm good. Worked last night, so I've got the strongest of black coffees. Wear my black coffee worship T-shirt. Other coffee suppliers are available. And um, yeah, it's in, my, it's in my Terrace Simon Milton mug. Look at that, look. Can you name the year that the shirt's from? 95. Mm, it's a bit before that, but that yeah. The season we won one promotion? No, that would have been an orange kit, wouldn't it? The season before, 90, 91 season. 91. Something like that. I've just got up, so I'm, my brain's a bit fried, so I'm going to let Dan do all the talking now. Let's bring Dan in. Now, fun fact here, I think the last time I spoke to you and probably saw you, Dan, was in a hotel in Portsmouth, randomly. Um, I wasn't actually staying in that hotel. Yeah. yeah. But I was just there because someone else was in that hotel and I was just chilling with him and then you were yeah. there. So, But how, how's things? I'm good, mate. I'm just, thank you so much for having me back. I feel like a thorn between two Ipswich roses as I look at my screen. Um, but it's brilliant to be here. Yeah, yeah, it was funny, that Portsmouth game. I texted you and the moment I sent the text, on, you, you appeared around the corner, which is a bit weird. But uh, are all good. Love listening to your content and um, great to catch up. Looking forward to it. Definitely. Um, well, let's not muck about then, boys. Let's just get right into it. Um, we are going to start the podcast with some sad news. Um, a legendary commentator, broadcaster, John Motson, the sadly passed away at the age of 70, not 17, 77. Um, legendary commentator, Bono, thoughts on him. He's got a connection with town. Part of, you know, I think he wrote, wrote a column in the programme in the 70s. Has been at games, commentated town games in the past. I've got a connection with Sir Boy Robson. Went to school in Suffolk as well. Yeah, your memories of him. You know, the generation that I'm from, Motty, he, he was the commentator. And, you know, just so many memories of just his awesome commentary, saying it how it is. Um, you know, like you said, connections to the club, um, the sheepskin coat back in the day. You know, what are, what are legends? The, the, I mean, the word legend is banded around, you know, people that score a dozen goals in one season get called a legend and stuff like that. But that, that man really did typify um, football commentary in the 70s, 80s, 90s, before he kind of started to take a bit of a backseat, let the next generation in. But, yeah, obviously, thoughts with his family and friends and everybody. And, um, yeah, we've, we've, we've lost a bit of a diamond, haven't we, I think? We have indeed. Um, Dan, you know, he's been, it was, I think I've just got it up now, you know, he's been working on Match of Day since 1971. So for a lot of people, he's been the voice of football commentary. And of course, you know, it's it's everywhere now, football, but back in the day, you know, first, you know, 70s, 80s, you know, there's only a few games on the telly, but yeah, his voice has been, he's known to everybody. Yeah, he was like just iconic growing up, associated with football when there are only like four TV channels and most games are live on BBC One he was just broadcasting to millions. Um, I'm not sure if he did the 78 or 81 finals. I don't, I don't think that was Barry Davis. He always had Barry Davis and John Watson. But yeah, and it was interesting when you said he bought shares in the club. Yeah, he did, yeah. When we were going into administration before Marcus Evans, I think he, yeah, put some shares in. So once yeah. again, that, that shows how much sometimes, you know, a connection to a one football club, you know, maybe he, he enjoyed his time going to Portman Road, commentating, he just went, you know, I need to help them out. So, yeah. Well, yeah, in our thoughts and um, yeah, proper football icon. Definitely, definitely. And sadly, you know, this it, it happens all the time these days. You know, a few, you know, legendary people of the past, you know, are passing away. You know, we had Pele before, before New Year's. Um, but yeah, what thoughts, of course, to his family and um, we'll, we'll remember him forever, I'm sure. Um, let's talk then about town and the Youth Cup team. Um, last night, quarterfinals of the Youth Cup at Porton Road, taking on West Ham, the Hammers, um, and the game had to go an extra time, but a 4-2 defeat in the end for the Young Blues. Um, Dan, 
I was there. You're watching from home. Um, then a man sent off, or a boy, young lad, Callum Logan, sent off very early in the game. But we took the lead. But then they equalised quickly. And then, yeah, it, they did well, didn't they, the boys? Getting to the quarterfinals, you know, beating Liverpool and beating Forest in the previous rounds. But they went yeah. to the end against um, West Ham. Yeah, I think if I could describe this morning's feeling in retrospect, it would be, you know, pride, pride in the club, because that achievement where where we have Norwich above us geographically with the Cat One, and West Ham below us geographically with the Cat One, and we, we we're playing on a different planet really with Cat Two, and just the way the they they approach that game. And the way they, the attitude and the approach was was mind blowing. I've never really seen a lot of that team. I mean, I know a few of the players playing it and stuff, and I'd heard some of the names, but I mean, you know, you know, you had Kieran McKenna there, he was sitting with um, David Pleat, you had uh, Moyes there, you had a lot of first team players there, um, Burgess, Wolf, and Dan Edmondson, um, all our centre backs were there, and um, I just thought they did so well. I mean, we just took it to West Ham. We just took it to them. You know, we should have been scored a great goal. Uh, Harry Barbrook, a lovely goal. We should have been three up. We genuinely should have been three up. Then the lad got sent off. Probably was a sending off, a bit harsh. Um, but we just took it to them. You would never know we had 10 men. I mean, I'd forgotten we had 10 men. You know, and then uh, Nico Valentine scored a beautiful goal um, to, to put us 2-1 up. And uh, literally, I think they equalised within seconds. And um, really, the only disparity of the two teams was in extra time when naturally we were just knackered and these lads won't have played. Well, it should have been 120 minutes, I think, with all the injury time. I think we played like 95 minutes with 10 men. Um so, uh, but just so much pride in the club that the approach we took, the football we were playing, um, and I watched it on the FA Player stream, which is a really good quality stream. With Gary Breen, the excellent back on commentary, very, very complimentary. And you've got to understand that um, West Ham are probably the best club at that level in the country. And the expectation before last night was Ipswich had done well, but this is a different class. And I tell you what, there's a, there's a few lads there that have done themselves no harm at all. I mean, I love the look of uh, Jack Manley in midfield. He looked like a really good player. He went off injured. And then you've got the obvious ones. Nico Valentine's got this lovely quick feet. Um, and um, I was chatting to, to Matt last night. Rio, uh, Wendy Morgan on the right, who... He looks a really good player. Not, you know, not a lot of pace, but brilliant technique. And honestly, I mean, I'm doing a disservice not mentioning everyone, but absolutely, I'm just so pride, proud of the team. And you know, and I just you know, to see to, to hear that McKenna went in with the first team staff afterwards and knew all the boys by name, first name. I mean, how massive is that for them? And we'll go and talk to the. Um, about the academy in general, but you know, I know everything is about the first team. I know that's a priority, but when you look at how we consistently do with a cat two level, and when you look at the kind of pathway we seem to have now of promising players, so you are, you know, we've got players on loan at Isthmian Premier, we've got players on loan in Ireland, we've got you know, then you move up, you've got the, uh, a player that I've always liked is the right back, a back Edwin Abadji, who's at Yeovil, who's apparently doing brilliantly. And then you've got people like Elmiz and Baggett and who are, who are getting league minutes. So what there just seems to be is a really kind of joined up way of thinking at the club about progressing players through. I mean, you know, if you're good enough, you'll get the you'll get the chance. I mean, then you've just got to look at Cameron Humphreys, you know, that, that, that's what we want. That's the pipeline, isn't it? To get, to get to players like, to Humphreys. So I just thought they were, I just thought they were just really well coached and just refreshing attitude. So could be, could be more proud of the club as well. Club came off in a really good light, I thought. So good on them. 
Definitely, yeah. I was the same, you know, in that stadium, just so proud. They just, they're working together as well. You know, such a great team spirit. Um, You know, Stuart Stuart Watson interviewed both of the Barbrook twins. um, um, One didn't plan the game, I think he was injured, but, um, you know, I think think it was actually Finlay who scored the goal, not Harry. Um, You know, it's it's all good. Um, But yeah, it was just such a, you know, great team spirit. And to be, yeah, be 10 men down for so long and take West Ham to, to, to pretty much the end. Um, and they just, as you said, fitness came in. Um, but let's talk, Bono, about the you know the academy as a whole, um, because we, of course we've had a history of players breaking through. Maybe the last few years it's not been as many because we've been in the situation we've been in, been in League One, and trying to trust you know young players is always tricky when you're trying to win promotion and stuff. But Cameron Humphreys is one of those where he's been able to sort of break that that ceiling, break that glass ceiling, and break through. Just your thoughts on the academy as a whole, and just yeah, proud proud of the boys. Yeah, last night, I mean, I was working last night. Ironically, I I work kind of in the shadow of um, the London Stadium or the Olympic Park. And um, yeah, I'm in East London quite a lot. Um, West Ham have got some lovely training facilities up in Romford as well, um, which kind of you, you look at that kind of thing and you just think that's the sort of thing that potentially we could aim for in, in, in the future. But yeah, Academy, let's, let's, it's a weird thing. It was, I don't think anybody can really put their finger on it, but the, but the last few years, the Academy's kind of gone into decline, hasn't it? Um, you know, the main reason is probably lots of short termism in the first team signing journeymen and, and loan people, which, you know, in the, in the Evans era, you know, it's kind of synonymous for that, which is easy for me to say. Um, and, you know, reading lots of articles and stuff um, from yourselves and other footballing outlets, there's now there's now some kind of synergy and some symmetry as well with the way that all of the age groups um, link up. Um, I think McKenna's addressed it quite recently as well about how the, the model of the club uh, and having like a bit of a DNA, like the writing and a stick of rock running through it, you know, it should apply to to all levels. I think um, Mark Ashton has also addressed it because there's been a there's been a big clamour. Oh, we need Cat One, we need Cat One, um, and you know we're 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 run by some really, I think we're run by some really intelligent footballing people that are able to see the bigger picture. So rather than throwing money uh, at an academy and making it Cat One. Um, you know, they're looking at the reasons, the reasons why we would need to do that and, you know, what and, and what's wrong with 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 cat two. And I think some stuff's come out about, you know, if we do cat one, it, it's not all that advantageous. Um, but yeah, like Dan picked on, you know, we've got the we've got the cat one academies to the north and to the south. They're our closest geographical rivals. And yeah, we're kind of we've punched above our weight for quite a few seasons, haven't we, in the um FA Youth Cups. Yes, it's it would always be nice to see more people coming through. And I've always been a firm advocate that if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. Um but you know when you when you look at a lot of these lads, they are still lads, you know, physically, mentally, they're probably you know, immature, um, which is which is, is not a bad thing. You know, but they will grow into men. You know, I remember watching a um, an under twenty ones game or under twenty twos or under twenty threes, whatever the category is, because it always seems to change, doesn't it? Uh, last last season against Hull, and you just you know they're just little lads, and you think would, how long would they last in a League One game? You you look at Cam Humphreys. Cam Humphreys is twice the size of the guys that played last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. On yeah, on Saturday, he's, he's 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 just a little lad, and you know, and physically, you know, there's there's only so far that skill and um and and application will get you in football, sadly. And when you're playing against hairy ass defenders at Accrington Stanley brackets, who are they? Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think there's you know the future's bright, the future's blue. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, it just helps with the all, all round buzz of the club, doesn't it? And this the, the whole you know we've got our club back. The connection between the club, the fans, and the community is just yeah. You just want more of it, don't you? Just just it's like feed feed me this content. Yeah, you know about. It's, um, yeah, it's awesome. But no, well well played. We're all very proud, and um, yeah, exciting to see what the future holds. Definitely. 
And, and Dan, I'll bring you in now to just get your thoughts on the academy as well. And one thing I like is that I feel like it's now, as as Mono said, we've got a lot of great footballing um, people who are now just in different roles in the academy, in the first team, just making sure everything is lining up. And one thing I also like is definitely after seeing the Barbara Twin doing that interview, I think we've got some really just good lads. I think they're yeah. also making sure they're good characters and they're actually getting good life skills, not just, you know, oh, here we go, get into the academy and stuff. Okay, back in the day, they used to have to clean boots and do a lot of chores, but they seem like just... They seem, they seem like a really, really tight unit. And I know, funny enough, when I first started going to Suffolk, I knew their grandfather. He ran Barbrooks, the village shop in Raiden. Lovely guy. And then I used to play cricket and football with Matty Barbrook, their dad. They are the most sporting family you can imagine. They did everything in Raiden. And Finley and Harry are probably the best two cricketers I've ever seen at that level as well. They are seriously good sportsmen. But they were so into Ipswich. They were all Ipswich fans. They were all going to Ipswich when the boys were five and six. You know, they they grew grown up with it. So there was definitely there's an element of if you've if you've got to, you've got to really cultivate your own patch. You've really got to kind of tap into the local community, the local schools, the local clubs. Ipswich is a big pulling for lads and, and for families that support the club. Um, and as an aside, I, I had a work colleague whose son's 14 and went for a trial to the, he said he went for like a development squad trial last Friday. He was a goalkeeper. It's from North London. And he could, he was only, you know, his son played a load of games on a Friday. And he said, brilliantly run, great people, what a club. We can only control the controllables, and we seem to be doing that as a club. We seem to be, you know, what we there's a, it, a real kind of tightening element in there, and I think that is really important. And I think it really helps that McKenna knows the academy system inside out. He can. We've we've got finally got a manager. No disrespect to the old boys, but we've finally got a manager that connect, can connect with young talent and young players, and. To be honest, I think that's a massive thing as well. Um, you know, uh, so I, I just think, as like as um, Matt alluded to, it's about you know the vast majority of the lads in our academy won't even have a professional football career. Unfortunately, there'll be a small percentage that go on to be pros, and then probably a smaller percentage that play for us. But you round them as individuals, you round them as people. You've given the best opportunity you can. And if you can bring through a few diamonds, that's what we've always done. And that's what we have to continue to do. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a really, really positive, positive light, really. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on the, on the kind of under-18s, under-21s a bit more. Definitely, definitely. One thing um, I think the club are now trying to improve on is trying to kick out the Norwich sort of like um, development schemes because they were like coming into, I think there was one in Kesgrave where I live and I was like, it should be Itchers Town, but because of the, you know, we didn't really, the community, the, the foundation at, under Marcus Evans, it just wasn't there. And I think Norwich just went, okay, let's have a little look. Even Cambridge and just other you know local clubs are just coming in, but uh, thankfully yeah. it's all set up nicely now. They, um, so my, my, my daughter goes to school in mid suffolk where i live and yeah i was horrified last year when in a in a little bag there was a there was a nerd city development camp thing and i'm like what this is the gipping valley this is god's own county what you know but yeah she didn't go but one 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 of the lads in her class has signed for norwich under 10s or something so yeah out sort of out town get them out get them out but um, yeah yeah i think everything is is rosy with the academy and um yeah sadly the, the sad fact is dan yeah that there's out of that team who played wednesday night who will actually break through to the first team but there's a few who have made like a few appearances um jack manley you mentioned he has made one or two appearances in the in the first team but for the pizza trophy yeah. um but they've been around the first team and i think a lot of them do at some stage i do jump into the training with the first team because i think mckenna as you said he's He's got that background at Tottenham at Man United, and I'm sure he's always wanting to bring in some young players just in training, just to give them that experience. And uh, mm -hmm. one thing we need to do better is, of course, sending players out on loan at a good loan club, not just going somewhere and not playing. But as you said, we've got a few good players out on loan at the moment at some good clubs, and now I'll get in minutes, which is a good thing. Um, well, boys, let's get into the first team then. And um, 
we're off the back of a 4-0 win against Forest Green Rovers. We're not getting carried away because it is bottom of the league, Forest Green Rovers. Duncan Ferguson has got a job on his hands there. They are probably going to Tier 4, League 2, um, Forest Green, but fair play for him to be in League 1. But, um, Dan, thoughts on, on that win and just can town back up? And That is the big thing. They've got to back it up and go on a run, haven't they? I mean, thought we had to win on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I, I would dread to think the the reaction if we hadn't have won. So you can argue that Forest Green weren't particularly good and we were probably third or fourth gear, fourth gear at best, but mentally we delivered and that's all we can ask for after Bristol Rovers and a few other results. So I do think, I think anyone at the game could probably see the structure and bones of a potential starting 11 going forward if people are fit um and it will be interesting to see how we take that into mk dons um because we do to have any chance of automatics i think we do now need to go on a bit of a winning run and we've got the games i think that, that we can do it but you know this is ipswich it's um it's about this stage of the season it's about all in the head as far as I'm concerned, I don't think, you know, it's about cohesion, it's about team spirit, it's about mentality. We've certainly got the, the players. We have got the squad. It's whether we can approach it right every game. And, and um, I'd be interested to hear what, you know, Matt thinks. I think there were elements of Saturday where, I mean, we we could we could have won. We could have easily won six or seven. I thought their goalie had a good game. Um, probably, I mean, I I thought uh, a little cameo at the end from Luongo, um, for me, in the context of the games ahead and the injury situation that we have, Touchwood could prove to be a very influential player going forward. So, you know, we were in a bit of a, you know, we, we couldn't really win that. We had to do it. We did do it. And it's all about how we approach Saturday now. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bono, yeah, it wasn't, you know, I think they did well. They played well. Um, some players were able to step up. I think that was a day where Broadhead really came to his own. You know, Connor Chapman, a few more goals for him. But yeah, Massimo Luongo, if he can get really fill up the speed, he's going to be a fantastic sort. We knew he was a good addition anyway for experience. But it, for me, that little cameo, I thought, oh, we've got a player here. But yeah, your thoughts on that and just, you know, the weeks ahead because there is some winnable ties. But, you know, we've got, we got to go on a run, haven't we? Definitely. We'll come on to those um, forthcoming fixtures very, very soon. But yeah, Saturday, I mean, I've got, a, I've got a, I admire Forest Green, their whole ethos. A lot of it is in line with my own personal stuff. But hey, who cares about what I think about things? Um, like Dan said, it, it was a must win game in term, not in terms of getting promoted or or like upwards elevation. There's a nice little you two quote for you. Um, but in terms of you know, just stop in the right. You know, you look at the you look at our form table. The last ten, we're we're we would we're twelfth in the league in terms of form. We ain't won that many, but we also haven't lost that many, and we're still top goal scorers in the league. Unbelievably, you know, we we look at Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday, and we admire them because they're free scoring and they score worldies and stuff like that. Well, last few games we've started to come into that ourselves, scoring some absolute bangers. And yeah, Saturday, three minutes on the clock. Chaplin, boom. Uh, yeah, I, I, I predicted 6-1. Um, I think we, yeah, like Dan said, we could have scored. We could have scored an absolute hatful, but I thought it was a really good, cohesive, professional performance on Saturday. Credit to Big Dunk, because um, he brought his Forest Green team, and that yeah, they are bottom of the pile. They one in 10 games, 11 games, I think it is. But they actually came and tried to play football. Um of course, there's more than one way to skin a cat and people can be quite snobby about defensive football and parking the bus and deep defending, low press, uh, all, all that kind of thing. But they actually came and tried to have a go. Um, I was quite, you know, pink kit aside, they were actually quite nice to watch. Um, yeah. But our, our patterns of play... Um, our patterns of play are really, really interesting. The way that our formation changes, it's, it's like... Um, 
it's like a smorgasbord. It's like a movable feast. You know, one minute you look, there's 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 definitely three centre backs, and then the next minute you look, it's 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 a four two three one, and the way that those two number tens are getting forward and 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 supporting and supporting the lone striker, who I think at the start of the season was was a little bit isolated. Now that those two number tens, they're they're kind of advancing a little bit more and and finding space, and you know. You look at you look at Wes Burns. Yeah, he's not firing on all cylinders like he did last season, and you know there's, there there might be a reason for that. We don't know, but the fact that he is so well marked and being marked out of quite a lot of games that's creating space for a lot of people. So all the noise that I see and hear regarding oh four four two two men up front, it's just football ain't like that anymore. Um, and you know the way that you know we have. We have such a dynamic. I've used the word dynamic about sixteen times now. We have such a forward thinking, like like managers like Kieran McKenna are the future. He's intelligent, and football is more than just ninety minutes on the pitch with twenty two blokes, isn't it? Um, yeah, I am. Um, Saturday was good. Saturday was really, really good. And yes, they were bottom, but you still got to beat these teams. And League One, there are freak results. There's freak results at every single level of football. And the games that you go into thinking we're going to batter them, we've been guilty with it, haven't we, in the last month? Cambridge United, Bristol Rovers, are we going to beat them? Just because we're above the league, we're going to beat them. And then, yeah, we've been off. Our best players haven't been at their best. The players that we may have been slightly reliant on, who knows? Um, But, yeah, Saturday was really, really good. It kind of... it gives us confidence. Um, you know, it's still lots and lots of football to play. So, yeah, let's, 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 yeah, let's keep the faith. Oh, absolutely. And how, couple of things, just thinking back, how crazy would it have been if we would have scored and we nearly scored in the 78th, 81st, 90 minutes? Yeah. You, you scored one. Hit the post and inches wide. Can you just imagine on but the trip to Bobby Robson's 90th birthday? We could yeah. easily score three goals, which is blows my mind when I think about that. Um, and also interesting, I don't know. Duncan Ferguson was dressed like he was. Is he like a stag do in Blackpool, or is he going to his niece's christening? I would never say that to his face, obviously, but. Um, I, I, I like Duncan Ferguson. There's something yeah. about him. I do like him, and I. And I I hope he has a good managerial career, but um, yeah, they got taught a bit of a lesson, didn't they? Yeah, I think he, that's an opportunity for him to get a you know his first management job, and you know I'm sure he he probably knew going into that job it was going to be a hard task, but he thought you know what let's go for it. A nice part of the world as well, um, you know, good run club as well. That's what you want as well as a manager. You want a good run club, and they they seem like a really good run club. Um, but yeah, they've lost cost Connor Wickham and other players. But um, yeah, best luck to them for the rest of the season. But any other business um, before we get into the strike? Um, of course, we're going to be looking ahead to MK and the, the fixtures ahead, talking about the best starting eleven. But anything else you want to mention? Luongo, you meant I forgot to mention Luongo. Yeah. What a player! Let's let's get him fit and let's put him in the middle uh, alongside Morsey. You know, let's not try to be too romantic about Cameron Humphreys. He's already played a lot more football than probably he and anybody else was expecting. What with the injuries to Evans, Ball, uh, Camera, etc., etc. But he just looked great. The cut, the thrust, the aggression. You know, he he's, he is the sort of bloke that's going to leave everything on the pitch, and that's what we need. And that's what that's what us as fans and supporters. That's what we that's what we want. All we want is effort. You know, pa- passion, passion is, is, is great, but passion doesn't always win your games. It just gets you booked and that kind of thing. Um, uh, but yeah, it's the kind of controlled aggression. And I think he'll also bring out the best in Morsey as well. Because yeah. I think I think Sam's had a lot of uh, criticism, but let's not forget, he. I think he's being asked to do a role that perhaps isn't isn't his natural forte, let's say. Um, but yeah, I'd... Um, I'd be chuffed to bits if he starts at Milton Keynes on Saturday. So, yeah. Definitely. We shall see. Well, then, boys, let's get into the strike then. Have a little breather before we get into the, the big, I was about to say big game this weekend, but well, it's another must win game, pretty much. Um, four questions plus a tiebreaker as standard. Uh, play at home, get involved. Let us know how you get on. But Dan versus Bono, 
head-to-head who's going to be king of the strike this week. So as always, it links up to birthdays and the game ahead. And first up, question one is on Darren Ambrose, who's um, going to be celebrating his birthday, but he's part of the leap year birthdays. He was born the 29th of February. Don't think we've got a leap year this year, have we? So I think there's a few players. I think there's Darren Ambrose. I think Richard Naylor was born on the 29th of February as well. And then there's another player. But um, yeah, Darren Ambrose made one sub-appearance for town in the Premier League against Arsenal. But who did he replace? Was it Martin Royster, Vanity George or Tommy Miller? So, yeah, Dan Ambrose, one Premier League appearance for town as a substitute. And, uh, yeah, it was against Arsenal. 2-0 defeat, unfortunately. Freddie Longberg scored both of those goals at Highbury. Yeah, Dan Ambrose making his debut. Royster, George or Miller? I met, da- I met Darren Ambrose on the Jubilee line a couple of months ago. What a lovely man. He was on his way back from... Um... He's on his way back from the Talk Sports studios. So he, he got on at London Bridge. I got on at my stop. And I just, I accosted him. Very, very nice man. Fair play. Have you got the answer, though? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right answer. Royster, George. Well, the correct answer is Martin Royster. Correct answer for That's fine. It's, it's an interesting one. I tried to, like... The other players, like maybe put a striker, maybe put a midfielder and see. But it is Martin Roy, so he, he replaced. Question two is on good old Mickey Stockwell, who celebrates his birthday this month. Um, now, do you know his middle name, boys? Mickey Stockwell. Or Michael. Michael Stockwell. Um, but a lot of people call Mick or Mickey. Um, but yeah, is, what's his middle name? Daniel Lee or Thomas? So Michael, Daniel Stockwell. Michael Lee. Stockwell. I think he was there last night. Yeah, he was actually. Yeah, in director's oh, box. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going mad. I did spot someone who looked like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I have no idea, but obviously I'm going to go for me. So I'll go in early with Daniel. Okay. Thomas. Correct answer is Thomas. So Bob, oh, get Come on. Yeah. Come on, one old. Going into question three, and it's on Jason Scotland. The uh, Trinidad Tobago striker. Um, how many goals did he score for town in 97 games? I've probably done this question multiple times on the strike, but I'm lazy and I just went, ah, let's just do that as a simple answer for Jason Scotland. Um, but yeah, how many goals? Was he Keane or Jewel? He was kind of Keane. Yeah, Keane signed him. And then, of course, it's been a Keane goal got sacked, obviously. Um, I think during that season he signed. He signed from Wigan. And um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've got to go. 97 games. I think there was a lot of substitution appearances. I think at least 30, I think out of the 97 games, I think he came off the bench 30 times or something like that. So, um, just like the current current situation now with Freddie Ladapo and George Hurst, you know, they're swapping, you know. Yeah. Anyway, 97 games. Of course, closest gets to the point. If you get a bang on, boys, two points. So, who will go in front? There you go. Carry on. 1918. Oh! <laughs> well, no one's got a bang on, but Bono is correct or his closest is 21 goals. Oh, and look what I look what I scrubbed out. 20. Oh no. You got mate, honestly, you always got to stick to your correct you go, your original original um, answer because you just never know. It may bite you on the butt and it has there. Never so, change your mind. Never change your mind. Yes. Um, final question. Um, Bono, of course, 2 1 in front. Who scored Town's first goal in Town's 3 0 win over MK Dons at the start of the season? Was it Con Chaplin, Marcus Arnas, or Wes Burns? Of course, they all scored in this game. So, who scored first? Is it Wes Burns, Connor Chaplin, or Marcus Harness? Bono's confident. I'm not, I'm just guessing. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Of course, um, a lot has changed at MK since then. Um, well, Manning's in charge. I'm under pressure. See, I would know who won the 1988 FA Cup final, but I wouldn't know who scored this <laughs> season. I'm at that age. Yeah. I'm take a pun. I'm taking a pun. I need this, don't I? This is like a equaliser for me if this goes in. Yeah. Well, um, we'll start with Bono first. Let's see what he's got. Let's see. Marcus Harness. Well, okay. I've got a chance of winning. Oh, it's Wes Burns. Oh, you both got it wrong. Oh, he's off. He's off. Dan's off. He's off. Oh, he's always. Oh, he's, he's, he's like, oh. 
Oh, when when you when he when you said harness, I thought, oh my god, Dan's gonna do it. It's gonna score that late equaliser. And then when I saw Chapman, I thought, no. Did they yeah, all Wes score? Burns. Did they all score? Yeah, they all scored. Yeah, yeah. Wes Burns in the fourth minute scored the goal, and then I think. Well played, Bonner. But well, uh, well. As, as, as always, we have to we do have a tiebreaker. Um, yeah. Here's Bono, oh. really gamble. I'm gonna gamble. I'm gonna gamble. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. It's a gentleman handshake before we start the podcast. Every time, just like we're doing it, tiebreaker. Even if has anybody not, not gambled? I, I, I think I think somebody has not gambled before, and it's like, oh come on, dude. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a joke, but yeah. You've won two one, and there's been four questions. Why would you gamble? Because that's what we do. Right. Okay. See, I'm not. I forgot. Well, but Dan, of course, you've got to get a bang on to win. So that's why the gamble oh, sort of worked out. Right. Oh, thanks a lot, Bono, for giving me the chance. I now I really am under pressure. You are Dan. Let's not let's not forget, buddy. You you've written books about Ipswich, so you're like your brain is so much more full of like town stuff than me. It's full of stuff that no one knows needs to know. You are the shirt number king. This is all about the question, Ross. I blame you if this is a shirt number question. That isn't to be fair. That, there was there was one moment when I was doing the strike questions. I think oh, I was, I'm going to do a squad number, but when I knew you were going to come on the pod, I thought I won't do that to Dan. I won't do that to Dan. So I decided not to do that. It's fine. But um, Caden Jackson. So it's not. It's a, it's a modern player, current player, of course. He had his birthday, I think, yesterday. So Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, but how many goals has he scored for Town in 156 games so far? He ain't played 156 games. Is he really? <laughs> He has been here. He has, yeah. He's been here since 2018. The thing is, I can't check it because then I'm cheating. But that's, that's amazing. True. That's amazing. 156 games. Yeah. Wow. He, um, yeah. 156 games. Of course, made his debut back in August 2018 against Rotherham. He's the last. He's he's the last Paul Hurst, isn't he? Genoy. Yeah. Genoy. Oh yeah. Course, Good old Genoy. Good old Genoy. Yeah. But um, yeah, hundreds. He must have played a lot of some on the right wing, some a sub. Or he's made 87 starts and 69 um, sub of two appearances. So, you know, he's had to come off the bench a lot. Yeah. All right. This is a complete guess. It's fine. Let's see if you can get it bang on. Let's see if anybody can get it bang on. Do I have to get it bang on to win? Yeah. Get it bang on to win. Yeah. Fuck it. Sorry. <laughs> 30, okay. Ooh, is that 26? What? Well, someone's got a bang on. No way. But it's Bono. <laughs> <laughs> it, is 26, it is 26 goals. Um, that is knowledge. What's, what's the thing combined that? Is it just you just doing the goal ratio or just you've seen it about recently? No, it's just a guess. Yeah. I I actually put down twenty, but then I added the little oh, yeah. stick on the zero to make it twenty six. Oh. No, because he's he's never been prolific. I remember him and Norwood were fantastic together, weren't they? For about nine or ten games, it was like bloody hell. These guys are awesome. On number nine and number ten, um, they were great. But yeah, it's just just a guess. There's no science. There's no intelligence. You know, I'm just just a just a man, just an innocent man. Um, yeah, I watched. I watched that last night. I see, hilarious. Um, yeah, I guess I should say my thank yous, shouldn't I? Um, I'd like to thank. Let me just look it up. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Kevin Mincher. You what? Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, no, I'd like to I'd, I'd like to thank Kevin Mincher and his yellow shoes. Um, yellow shoes are the um, so in color psychology, yellow is the color of confidence. So um, come on, you blues. There we go. Message message ends. What's happened to Kevin Mincher and his yellow shoes? He's still, he's about he still, around? still around. I think maybe he doesn't wear them much now. He, um, I, I'm would you like a little peek behind the curtain? I met Kevin Mincher after I recorded the Naked Football Show in the summer. I was, um, I was, I left the studios in Ipswich and I was walking up to meet my family in the town centre. And he was there with Jason Shechterly, who was over 
uh, from America, and I accosted him uh, near 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 Hullabaloo, the lovely vegan cafe, and I said, "Kevin, Kevin, hi, I'm Matt. I'm Matt. It's lovely to meet you." Uh, and I was just like, "Yeah, we had a I had a little chat," and he was just looking at me, thinking, "Who the hell are you?" Uh, like most people do when I accost them. And um, yeah, he was a very nice man, not as tall as you'd think, uh, but yeah, I can't. I'm happy to confirm. Actually, he was wearing yellow shoes. Look at that. So, people who don't know Bonner, just in case people think, who the hell is this Kevin Geezer? Um, he's the psychologist, and he think for the football club. He is a man of many facets, I have to say. Um, so I looked him up. He runs like psychology boot camps. He's worked under Neil Warnock uh, at Sheffield. He's he's Yorkshireman. So he's like he speaks like that, you know, uh, which is. I know a great Norwegian accent um and um yeah he's he's actually he works in education um so yeah he's he's actually a really a really cool guy I got, I got a nice vibe off him because you don't always get that with people you meet they say never meet your heroes I mean yeah he's not a hero of mine personally but he's a he's a he's a ruddy nice bloke I wanted Alan Partridge there sorry um yeah but no thanks it's Kevin this is down to you, and I'm hoping he can work his magic with the boys, yeah. particularly Wes Burns. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, Heroes, Bono, um, I want to quickly plug, of course, my recent In Pictures episode with George Burley. And uh, Pete behind the curtain there, you were there to assist me, to press the button and just make sure um, I was behaving myself. But, yeah, a really good chat with George. I'm, um, of course, discussing his playing career, and, of course, his management career at town, and just such a nice man, George Burley is. And um, if you haven't watched it yet, go back on our channels and watch it. Many other great episodes to come. But, yeah, Bono, to be in that room, that's just great to have you involved. But, yeah, that, your thoughts on it? Um, well, yeah, no, thanks. Thank you, Ross, for um, having me along to um, help. It's my first assistant producer credit um, uh, in, in my fledgling media career. And yeah, just it's not often that you're in the presence of, of greatness for that long. And to be with George and yourself in, in um, Punch Studios um, at the Smokehouse um, and yeah, just to be with him and just 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 to have just to have some time with him just just talking and, and off camera he was just so so lovely so gracious um you know a, a hero of mine growing up in that era um just and some of his stories just absolutely particularly a lot of the bobson uh, the bobson <laughs> the bobby the bobby robson era coming down from scotland as a 15 year old um and he's still got that scottish accent i grew up with some scottish kids and um yeah, it's like you can take the boy out of Ayrshire, but you can't take Ayrshire out of the boy, can you? But um, yeah, what what a lovely guy. And um, if you haven't watched it yet, kids, give it a watch, like and subscribe and uh, comment below. Indeed. And I feel bad in a way because um, he, he had to pay for parking and um, yeah, and the, the machine was having a bit of a mare. So, uh, but he, he finally got the parking and yeah. Do you, know, do you know the best bit about it? When we, were, when we were saying goodbye to George and he left the studio, there was, did you see the bloke in the car park in an Ipswich shirt and an Ipswich hat? Just like looking like, that's George Burley. <laughs> just like leaving, getting in his car and driving off. And we were like, yeah, George Burley, a legend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, that was a really good chat. And yeah, got some great episodes coming up. So um, look out for them. And uh, yeah, let me know any players you, in particular you'd like me to speak to. I'll try my best. Are Simon you doing Milton. Simon Milton next? Yeah, that is hopefully the one. Um, I don't want to jinx it just in case something happens. But um, yeah, that's an episode in the pipeline. So look out for that. Um, I also saw good old Alex Matty. Maffy. Why do I keep saying Matty? I said that on the video to him and then we had to like redo the tape. But Alex Maffy, I went up to Leeds and spoke to him. And um, that was, of course, the anniversary of his hatchet against Norwich yeah. 25 years ago but um, yeah a really good episode of him so that'll be out in a few months time to look out for that um, well Bono Dan let's look ahead then to the next 14 games and I want your best starting 11 uh, players are coming back from injury I've got a few players out injured of course Torres John Jules um, I saw him do a post on Instagram of being back at the gym at the training ground so he could be a player that be part of the run in in the future, you know, most probably the like next few weeks, maybe maybe next month at some stage. But um, let's start though with goalie. This probably isn't a hard question, but Christian Walton, Dan, uh, are you keeping him in? Yep, Bono, 
Oh, oh. All right. There's no doubting our own kind of Lev Yashin's ability and application. I just think um, Vaklav Halanki, as you call him, Ross, he's so much. He's so much better suited to our style of football. He's so he's so good with the ball at his feet, and and our and our goalies don't have to do much. We don't have that many shots against us. Um, but Walton does tip it for me. He, he he does tip it. But what a great problem to have. Two very very good goalies. Two very very different goalies. Um, I think it's just such a shame for Vaz. Really, um, I, you know. Hopefully, he's settled in the area and he's and he's happy and he's learning. Um, but yeah, Walton for me, Walton just, just. But you know, I would like to see more of Vaz because in the Burnley games he was decent, and like I said, he's great with the ball at his feet. He's a modern goalkeeper. He's quick, you know, distribution as well. Like Walton sometimes can be a bit slow. But it's um, great. Course. Let's let's talk about that very very quickly. Okay. Walton is only slow distributing the ball when there's no outlet, and I hear I hear and see a lot of people moan like, "Get rid of it! Get rid of it! Get rid of it!" Okay, so we get rid of it and we just give the ball back. It's all about possession. It's all about keeping the ball and building it up and just finding. It's like there's two number 10s. They're like Romdeuters, aren't they? Which, if you're not familiar with that phrase, it's like a rumour finder. It's what Thomas Muller was in the Germany World Cup teams. They just look buzz around, just trying to find a little bit of space. And, um, yeah, Morsey as well at the weekend, didn't he? I'm going off at a tangent, typical Bono. It's, it's like we're only slow distributing the ball, just like we are from throw-ins if there's no one available. And sometimes we are a little bit statuesque, aren't we? No, and not in a good way. Sometimes there is nobody available for the person to pass it to. Mm. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed. But anyway, we're both agreed on Walton. Let's move on to the defence. Yes, back four then, boys. Right back, centre back, left back. Take it away, Dan. Wash, wash your four. And, uh, as you said, I'm at the youth cup. You had George Emerson, Luke Wolford and Karen Burgess together. You're like, oh, back three maybe, yeah. pending. But, but no, back four. Well, yeah, the way I look at our... I kind of class it as uh, three centre backs. The way I look at it, we play with, and then two wing back, full backs. So, um, I think for me, when I look at the defence, it's been a bit of a issue, isn't it? Particularly recently, I've been chopping and changing it a bit and trying different formation, different personnel in there, and maybe a bit too much tinkering. I think right now, as it stands, I think two of my players are nailed on, and I've the big decision is the third of those three. I would start uh, with Wolfenden and Burgess. Uh, I think, um, you know, if it, this is, by the way, this is if everyone is, is fit. I like Edmondson a lot. I think he brings a lot, but I would probably go with Burgess and Wolfenden. And then the way we play, you know, spreading the ball, as Matt was saying, and getting a bit of width and working out the angles. It's, it, I have a big conundrum between Harry Clark and, and Janai Danassian. Um, I think Danassian has come on leaps and bounds. I think he's, a, he's, had a, <clears throat> he's had a really kind of good season. Some of his performances start to slip a little bit. He looks shaky, particularly at home. I can't remember if it was against him. Clark's come in and never really seen Harry Clark before we bought him. And I was a lot of fanfare about him. Um, I think Danassian has got a better relationship with Burns. I think that's kind of key. But I will go with when these games are getting physical and you need a bit of a warrior mentality at times, I'm going to plump with probably Clark. So I'm going to go with Clark on the right, um, Burgess, yeah, Burgess, Wolfenden and Clark. Clark, the kind of right centre-back. Very harsh on Danassian, but that's what I'll go with. OK, same same thing as Bono. Uh, yeah, that is that question mark. Burgess, Emerson... Yeah, once one once week, once week. I think I think Danassian's good, but Harry Clark is better. He's got he's got better attributes. Um, I think lending himself to the way that we play. Uh, Wolfen in the centre. I, I I love Wolfie. He does need to kick up the arse sometimes. 
you know, there's there's this chilled out and then there's kind of lackadaisical. And I think every game at the moment, you're just waiting for him to just keep it, like take his eye off the ball very, very quickly. And I'd swap Burgess for Edmondson, but it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? Um, Edmondson, yeah, I think his distribution is a bit better, but saying that Burgess is... Burgess is is getting better at it. So, yeah, what a nice problem to have. And then, of course, you've got good old Richard Keogh, the warrior, you know. Little um, little fun fact, or not really fun fact, um, Wednesday night, he was at, he was there as our Richard Keogh and he was sort of sitting with the coaching staff. So I, I have a feeling that he's most likely where he's, everyone knows that's probably where he's going to be heading into anyway yeah. coaching. But for him to be sitting there with all the coaches, it just sort of proves that, yeah, he's, he is part of that sort of set up there. Um well, let's let's go into maybe some of the obvious position, positions. Leif Davis, you starting for you guys, or you bring yeah. Greg Lee in? No, Greg, yeah. So yeah, Davis. Davis. Lee, a very capable backup, but Davis all yeah. day long. Yeah. Then um, midfield, Sam Morsey is starter, and then Luongo or Humphreys, you know. Well, yeah. Um, well, do you want? Do I just chip in for? We, yeah. Yeah, I'm Morsey every week. He's our most important player. He's our best player, in my opinion. He, has carried his, his team a lot. I know there was a bit of nonsense about post Bristol Rovers, but in the whatever, in the grand scheme of things, he's he's, he's carried. He's played. He's played all the games recently. And if if the thing is, if I look at it, two centre mids, right? I go Morsi all day long. If Evans was fully fit, which he isn't, I would go with. Um, I would probably start with Evans because I think him and Morsi have a little bit of balance. You know, you've got that kind of balance with him, but he's not fit. So at the moment, assuming Evans might not be back to like the last few games, I would probably start with Luongo. Um, only because I think Humphreys is a really good player. I think that he's going to be a really good player. That's really, really good player. But I just think at the moment, when I saw Luongo, when we signed him, I thought, great player. And I wasn't sure that he'll be fit. And he's taken a bit of time to get fit. And I just think, would would you want to play against Morsey and Luongo in midfield? I mean, they can kick you. They can outpass you. They can verbal you. They, they are a tough nuggety midfield pair with experience but they can both play and I think on that basis uh, certainly away from home but I'd start Luongo with Morsi in the middle and then have you know and then you've got Humphreys is a brilliant player on the bench you, like he did when he I think he came on at Lincoln and scored that goal running into the yeah. box and also it seems to me by the sounds of it that Kamara and Ball are getting back nearish to fitness. On the grass. On the grass. The on the grass, grass. whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smoking away in their bedrooms. No, they're back on the grass. So, um, But, yeah, it's. Um, I think Don Ball has been a massive miss. Yeah. A massive, massive miss. Uh, I think he just offers a lot. And I think, who knows with Kamara? Um, but he's obviously got a bit of pedigree. And I'll, so... You really need bodies in that that middle of the pitch because you're going to get and and yeah. So I would definitely go Morsey Longo, and let's face it, we are going to be without Morsey soon. Morsey will be suspended. He's back, but it's like um, Morsey Longo to start at Milton Keynes Dons, uh, Ipswich to go two 0 up. Ideally, Morsey to get booked, <clears throat> we win the game, and then he Morsey can get his suspension out of the way before March. Yes. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. But I'm going to go mostly Luongo on the basis that they are a whole player. I, I would not want to play against Morsi and Luongo. I think they really suit each other. And they're, I reckon they're just horrible blokes to play against. And I like that. that. All the best teams have got that. And Morsi's not the enforcer all the time now. He's quite like his mate in crime. Next the thing is, they can both play. Not like they're, just, they're not destroyers. They're both players. So... I think they, I think they wear similar boots, don't they? I think they wear similar boots as well. They, 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 look, quite they look quite yeah, similar. They've got a similar stature. They just growl yeah, at people and then get stuck yeah. in. And then, but more, as I say, they're not. They both can play. 
Yeah. So, uh, Bono, same foot feelings there on, on the midfield and then maybe go into the 10s as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I was, I was over the moon when Massey Luongo signed for us. I remember him when he was when he was back uh, back, back in the day when he was on loan as a kid, it was his first ever time in uh, men's football. And um, what a player. He's a championship-level player, just like Morsey is. Um, and hopefully he's over any any hurdles that he's had with his fitness. And from the two cameos, I mean, it's, isn't it ridiculous I'm getting excited about a player that's played less than kind of 50 or 60 minutes worth of football in the last few months but he's just looked brilliant and like you alluded to Danny just he juxtaposes Morsey so well doesn't he is it harsh on Cameron Humphreys yes it is but I think at the end of the day Longo Longo is, is a better player that's potentially suited to that centre midfield spot a little bit more I think I think Cam Humphreys could develop into quite a nice attacking midfielder once he beefs out a little bit and gets a little bit more kind of professional nous and like game management and stuff like that. But yeah, let's let's have the destroyers and destroy Milton Keynes. I'm not going to call them by what their um by what their what their name is because that shouldn't be their name. Um, so they're Milton Keynes Football Club, and I hope they destroy them. Like you said, Dan. Morsey, get that booking, son. Even if it's just a shirt pull or kicking the ball away, don't do anything too too rash. Let's get that booking out of the way. Get that suspension done and um, back for the uh, back for the important games in a month's time. But every game's important, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, let's move into the Thames, and we'll, we'll, we'll mention Wes Burns and Kane Jackson in a minute because that's a, a position I think will be good for debate. But I think we all know that Connor Chaplin should start. I think that's the the obvious one there. Um, but yeah, Ken Jackson, Wes Burns, Dan, who's starting in that 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 role? Good question. That is, uh, I would uh, strongest team for the last fourteen games of the season. I'm going to stay with Burns. Um, I think he's undoubtedly a very very good player. He's not hit the heights of last season, but let's not write him off. Um, and he can be a really big player for us. There were some good signs against Fleetwood. And to be honest, I think Caden Jackson has found his right position finally, which is which is the right in midfield. I think um, when if we are, you know, if it is level with half an hour ago, his pace could be an asset, and he, that's how we should use Jackson. I mean, interestingly, we started with Jackson at Milton Keynes last season, and he did a lot of work on that big pitch. And he caused them a few problems, if I remember quite rightly. So it'd be interesting to see what McKenna does for Saturday. But I'm going to have Davis on the left and I'm going to have Burns on the right in our strongest team. And then Chaplin and Broadhead, who's just, I think, looks an outstanding player, um, could have the impact that Marcus Stewart had on that season. Uh, that kind of different class finisher game changer real real good and him and Chaplin I just think we have to start them now every game yeah that's actually true Broadhead you've got to start him as well because you spent a few million on him or over a million so he's got to start Bono and uh, let's just let's not beat around the bush striker Adapo Hurst what are you doing Bono Wolfie at the back Ladapo in attack Town are going to do quite well in the league um yeah, it's got to be my boy, Big Fred. You know, I will never forget that moment when I saw him in Tesco's <laughs> and I accosted him in the baking aisle. Um, what a guy. What a guy. Do you remember Do you remember the, the, the video of Jimmy Bullard when Wigan played Everton and Big Dunk, you know, just to kind of go full circle, when Big Dunk was going mad and like Bullard just like, Looked at him like what? That's how Big Fred looked at me when I was when I was telling him that I was going to name a song after him for my um for my instrument my instrumental side project. Just off, yeah, just off Matt's camera on his other wall are full of Freddie Ledapo posters. Yeah, that's, that's Mark Beck actually. That's Mark Beck because well, I love the fact I love the fact that he, you regularly accost Ipswich Connecting characters in the Bailey <laughs> I'm accosting Kieran McKenna in BQ. <laughs> I just think it's about reading the room, isn't it? And if you know, if people are out with their family, then yeah, maybe not. But if they're just there going about their day, 
you know, you never go full fanboy, do you? But you just it's just nice to say hello, really appreciate what you do. Um come on you blues type thing. It's it's, it's never any and I just think if I was in their shoes, you know, would I want you know you can always tell when people want to be left alone. But yeah, Fred and I we had a we had a we had a bit of a chat. There is there is a bit of a there's a little bit extra to the story which I'm not gonna which I won't talk about during a recorded session but in person i'll tell you about it because it was really really funny at the time but uh yeah we, we, had, we had a selfie in front of the rive eater oh such a story for the grandkids he was i'll tell you what ladapo what a man he's su- he was such a cool dude so yeah yeah he's that's i think right now we just got to stick to one person up front, haven't we, Dan? I think just just stick to one. Like Zappo for me, I think for a lot of people, it's starting it because uh, yeah. he's a starter. I like George Hurst. I think George Hurst has got something about him, and I like his attitude. And uh, he could have scored a beautiful goal against Forest Green with that. Uh, but I think, I think Freddie. I think Freddie up top, and I really want to see. I just love the way you know when he's playing well. Is when we play those balls into him and they stick. And he uses his strength, and then Chaplin and Broadhead running off him, um, and he obviously came on, scored the goal, could have got two on Saturday. So um, I think, yeah, Freddie, Freddie. But we've got again, you know, we've got yeah, like you say, we've got we've got Hurst now, we've got um, people like John Jones coming back, we've got some, we've got quality bench as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure that that bench is going to just rotate all the time. You know, Shawnee Luco was on the bench on Saturday against Forest Green, but he'll he'll be. You know, a player to bring yeah. on the bench, Marcus Harness, and all, all those different options to have. So yeah. there we go. Well, um, we're over an hour on this podcast, so we'll sort of wrap up now. But we'll talk about MK this weekend. Uh, seven thousand, just 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 under seven thousand town fans again in that away end. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, last time it was a goalless draw. Of course, Liam Manning was in charge. It was Liam Manning versus Kieran McKenna. But now, um, MK a very different side. They still play some good football, but they are not doing very well. Uh, Mark Jackson is the new manager. Um, they've they've lost the last two games by five goals, so um, there's a chance for us maybe to score. Um, but thoughts on this one, lads? Predictions? Um, Bono, Dan, take it away. Yeah, MK are a very different team. They're, I think they are fighting relegation. They are going to be down there, um, but they've still got some decent players. Yeah, I, I, I will. I know um, Matt has a quite rightly as a, as a view on them, and I think that's great. Um, I, I, I will be. I will be going. Uh, I've decided this year round that I'm looking forward to getting a train finally to a football game and can have a few beers in Bletchley and walk up to the ground. I'm not going to give them a penny. I'm not going to spend any time in that retail park. I'm going to get in there, support the boys and just get out and come back home. Um, As for the game, I don't think it's going to be a classic. Um, They are the Milton Keynes are the worst team at home in the league. They've won twice at home all season in the league. Their last five games at home have had less than two goals. And on the basis that it's a pretty bad surface. Um, and I think, I, I just think I can see, I know it's not very exciting, but it doesn't matter. I can see us grinding out a one nil win. Um, I can see Freddie scoring the winner. I don't think it's going to be a classic. I think it's all going to be about mentality again. Um, yeah, they're fighting for their lives. They're into isolation. They've not got some bad players. They've got Jonathan Lecco and Issa up front, um, who on their day are not bad. They've got Sully Kaikai, who we're after. They've got Bradley Johnson and McKesson in midfield. That I'm looking forward to Bradley Johnson getting one put on him by either Morsey or Luongo. I cannot stand Bradley Johnson as a player um and that's not just his Norwich connection so but they got but you know they're struggling and really I just, I just take the win I don't think it's a very classic uh and ideally we score in front you know it's yeah. on the day afterwards where you see 7,000 fans going mental if we can suck that ball into the net you know when you see in a way and properly celebrating I want that to happen Hopefully it will happen, yeah. Because last time it was a goalless draw, and it was like, if a goal, if we just scored that, that away, it would have been amazing. They were terrible yeah. against us at our place. And I always thought Liam Manning was a pretty good man, coach prospect, and um, 
they haven't, you know, we, we have got to win on Saturday. We've got to win. Uh, Bono, your thoughts, your prediction for, for the game? As, as Dan said, the, the pitch, the surface, it doesn't look great. Um, it is a big pitch, but yeah, from uh, what the Lionesses manager, England um, Lionesses manager said, it, yeah, it doesn't look good, the surface. No, and I think sadly that kind of thing can really hinder us with our brand of McKenna ball that we have. But yeah, I'll just I'll just take the win. It's, you know, I'm always very wary now, particularly like our, our form of late since that since that 4-4 against Charlton, you look at our form and you look at other teams' forms and, yeah, like Dan alluded to, they don't really score goals. They've lost against Exeter and Shrewsbury at home like their last couple of league games. And, yeah, it's kind of got a, a, a 1-0 Ipswich win written all over it, really, hasn't it? But we'll, we'll, we'll take the win. Let's get some more minutes into the new players' legs. Um, yeah, you'd like to see Luongo and Morsey smashing matey boy formerly of um them lot up the road bless them so yeah and who knows we, we you know looking at the other fixtures we can close that gap and there's still loads of football left to play guys loads of you know the way some people are going on it's like we've only got four games left it's wow. february nothing's decided in february not even in the premier league so um yeah yeah yes indeed Bring it on. Um, yeah, if you're going to game, enjoy it. Um, as I said, there's just under 7,000 town fans, which is just incredible. It's going to be a sea of blue in that away end. Um, but that is it for another fan social. I um, hope you've enjoyed. Uh, Dan, Bono, any other business? Dan, anything else you want to mention? Anything you want to plug? Or Yeah, no, I've, I've said enough. Thank you. And I hope, hope people have enjoyed listening or watching it. Definitely, my friend. And Bono, over to you. Any other business? And uh, yeah. No, just thanks for having me, Ross, and I can't wait to see everybody again whenever I'm next at a football match. Top man, top man. As ever, I'm going to do my shambolic outro, um, as always. Um, mm. Of course, we've got proud sponsors. Manscaped, use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery at checkout. And also Ginger Pickle, the goats of marketing, um, SEO, Google Ads. If you want to improve your Google Ads, Go with Ginger Pickle and big shout out to Tony Southgate who actually drove me up to Leeds to meet with good old Alex Maffey. So um, big shout out to him for helping out there. Um, as I said, if you're going to the game, enjoy. If you're not, follow the game with us. Of course, subscribe. Follow us on all the socials. Kings of Anglia. Follow Dan. Follow Bono. As you can see, if you're watching on video, you can see their handles on Twitter. So go and follow them. Um, but yeah, goodbye for now. Enjoy. Bye-bye.